Dodger faithful. We are going to do this. Now we take to the airwaves. Hey, yo, 570, baby. This is a playoff edition of Dodger Talk. The world famous DV. How you doing, man? Thank you for being my Dodger psychologist. To make your voice heard, call 866-987-2570. They are going to be in the World Series. Dodger Playoff Baseball is presented by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. Barrystickets.com. Let Barry hook you up today. Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Now your host, streaming and podcasting at AM570 LA Sports on the iHeartRadio app. Here's David Vassett. We are live at Petco Park. Welcome to Dodger Talk after the Dodgers fall in Game 3 of the NLDS by a final score of 2-1 to one to the San Diego Padres. We already have a full board of calls, so if you want to call in to have your voice heard, keep trying. We have a full board at this point at 866-987-2570. I will say this, and I'll declare it, not because this is Dodger talk, but I believe the Dodgers will force a Game 5, and we will be at Dodger Stadium on Sunday, and I do believe Julio Urias will once again rescue the Dodgers and send them to the NLCS. That is my firm belief, but they have to get through Joe Musgrove tomorrow night. And, you know, I heard Dave Roberts say we got to get to Musgrove and get him out of the game and get to the Padres' bullpen. I couldn't disagree more. Uh, The Dodgers need to score against Joe Musgrove because they have not scored against the Padres' bullpen. Their bullpen has been lights out. Their high-leverage relievers have not given up a run to the Dodgers in the first three games of this series. So for me, it's not about just getting Joe Musgrove's pitch count up tomorrow night. It's about scoring against Joe Musgrove, and that's been problematic for the Dodgers in this series as far as scoring goes. They are just 0 for their last 19 with runners in scoring position, including going 0 for 9 tonight in with runners in scoring position. The big three who have carried the Dodgers all season long, that's where it starts, that's where it ends. We're a combined 2 for 10. The Dodgers are not extending their season tomorrow night if the big three, at least two of the three, don't impact the game in some form or fashion. And then they always talked about Will Smith being part of the big four. Will Smith has been non-existent after game one of this series. He is just three for 13 in this series after having two hits in the first game of this series. Justin Turner looks completely out of sync. He is one for 10 in the first three games of this series. And I know Andrew Friedman and other Dodgers tried to tell us they had a great plan for the five-day layoff. But the facts are, this Dodger lineup, top to bottom, looks out of sync, out of rhythm from what we saw when they were playing every day. And hopefully after getting three games under their belt in games that matter, which they also haven't played in quite some time, they will have their rhythm back tomorrow because it looks like they are completely out of sync at the plate. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Trey Turner, after a very good first game of this series, has looked very shaky offensively and defensively, not to mention in the eighth inning, 
he dove back to first base when he was leading off and he was leaning towards running uh, at that point in time with Will Smith at the plate. He looked to jam his index finger and there was some question in between innings whether or not Turner would go back out for defense. And at that point, the Dodgers had already used Gavin Lux as a pinch hitter, so their only other option, if Turner could not continue, was to bring in Chris Taylor to play shortstop. Turner was able to go back out there. I don't believe a ball was hit to him in the ninth inning, so that was not an issue. But you're curious to see whether or not that finger is going to be a problem for game four of the NLDS. Let's head downstairs and hear from the Dodgers shortstop. Yeah, it's a little sore. Um, got it pretty good. But, yeah, uh, got x-rays are negative. So um, coming tomorrow and see how I feel and, and go from there. Was it like, did you jam your finger against yeah, that? Jammed it in there. Uh, getting back. Got kind of got my ring finger um, a little sideways in there. But, um yeah, is what it is. Is it just the one finger? Or? Yeah, just the one finger. Are you going there? I'd rather not say if I was or wasn't. Um, but, yeah. Will this be a long night of treatment for you? Because you've got to get that soreness out. Yeah, I mean, as much as you can. I mean, rest is always good. And, um, you know, quick turnaround with playing tomorrow, which is fine. But, yeah, um, played through a lot of my career. So, um, just another challenge. What did you say on the offense list? especially these last couple of games and tonight, especially with runners on? Uh, yeah, much is the same. Kind of like what I talked about uh, last game is just getting guys on, but um, not being able to uh, drive them in and, and uh, you know, play play baseball. You know, my bad. I got to get, um, you know, that run in with less than two outs, man on thirds, just like Mookie did. Um, but, yeah, that's the difference in the ball game is getting those, those runners over and getting them in. And um, in the last two games, we haven't been able to do that. This team has done a wonderful job in having amnesia and you're going to need that now because tomorrow could be our kids an elimination game yep uh, exactly right um today's over only thing in front of us is tomorrow so uh get ready for that one game plan and and get some good rest and then go out and you know play the baseball we know we can play and um I think we can we can take care of business. Obviously, not going to be easy. They're playing great over there, and um, you know they got Joe going tomorrow. But um, you know it's winter go home for us, so we got to get it done. All right, there's Trey Turner, and we'll see whether or not he's in the starting lineup tomorrow night. I'm sure in a situation where huh, if you don't win, you go home for good and take care of that index finger all off season. Trey Turner is going to do everything in his power to be on the field tomorrow night and be in the starting lineup for the Dodgers in game four of the NLDS. And Trey Turner is 100% right. A really poor at bat in the fifth inning with Austin Barnes at third base. He did not get him in. And uh, Trey Turner and the big three did not have a great night in the third inning. Austin Barnes and Trace Thompson did their jobs. They were at first and second with nobody out. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner couldn't get him in. No run scored. Freddie actually walked to load the bases, and Will Smith could not drive in a run either. In the fifth inning, Trey Turner fouled out to Manny Machado down the third base line. And in the eighth inning, why isn't Trey Turner running sooner in that Will Smith at bat? You know, Dave Roberts talked about creating opportunities. That was a time for Trey Turner to create against a team that has not thrown out runners at a high clip. They're actually at the bottom. 
So why was he waiting so long to go? And he actually stood at first base as Will Smith made the final out of that eighth inning. 866-987-2570. Dodgers fall 2-1 to one in Game 3 of the NLDS and are now facing their final game of the season possibly if they don't beat Joe Musgrove and the Padres. Like I mentioned during the clubhouse show, there have been three Dodger teams that have come back from 2-1 deficits in the division series. The 1981 Dodgers came back against the Houston Astros. The 2016 Dodgers came back against the Washington Nationals. And the 2021 Dodgers came back against the San Francisco Giants. So just because you're down two games to one, recent history suggests the Dodgers can come back. And I firmly believe they will now win this series in five games because if it's a rematch of what we saw in game one no doubt Julio Urias is the man to deliver for the Dodgers but they need the offense to get going the pitching has been good enough to win this series the offense simply has not and I feel like in the hitters meeting tomorrow before the game they should bring in Apollo Creed Apollo are you there there is no tomorrow (laughs) there he is come on let's bring this back from years past Yes, that's right. There is no tomorrow for the Dodgers. 866-987-2570. Man, I thought Apollo was going to be a no-show. Let's go out to Baldwin Park. Oscar, you're on Dodger Talk. Lead us off. Say, what's up, homie? How you doing, man? Living my best life, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I just got um, kind of my worst... uh, uh, a scenario case that I thought. Then, then have, they haven't played competitive baseball for a while. They had the layoff, and I think um, was hurting them. So they really, as good as Urias is, and you know Kershaw's at the end of his, uh, the back end of his career, they don't really have a dominant starter. Dominant, dominant. Like they, every World Series team usually has that. They don't have that. I think, I think that's going to hurt them down the stretch and a bona fide closer as well. So you know they got some things working against them, but I think you know they got enough talent. To maybe put, at least get through the Padres, but going further too, I, I think it's still going to be an issue later down the stretch in the playoffs. What, what do you think about that? All right, Oscar. Uh, well, number one, I disagree with you. They do have that dominant starter, and his name is Julio Urias. He led the National League with the lowest ERA. He's been a dominant pitcher since 2020, and the last two years he's had the opportunity to show how dominant he can be. As far as not having a lockdown closer, I believe the Dodgers have found him. His name's Tommy Canely. Uh, They've got a guy that definitely can pitch the ninth inning, and the Dodger bullpen has been outstanding, so I don't believe that's a problem. The hitting, the offense has been a big problem. You don't score runs, you're not going to win games. You go 0 for 19 with runners in scoring position, you're not going to win many games. Let's go out to Mike and Carson. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Dave? Um, yeah, didn't, didn't watch a whole lot of the game. I'm kind of just a superstitious guy. But you wait know, a minute, we, you we, did not watch? Wait, hold up. Did you say you did not watch a whole lot of the game? Yeah, I, I was back and forth on it. Um, but I mean, well, hold on, then I'll get to somebody that did watch the game. Let's go out to Eddie and San Pedro. You hang in there, Mike. Uh, you're at the back of the line. You're on Dodger Talk, Eddie. Did you watch the game tonight? Oh yeah, I watched it and. Yeah, it was painful to watch, but um, 
I wanted to compare. What was the most painful to watch? What part of the game was the most painful to watch for you, Eddie? Just not where they went. They've gone um, 0 for 19 with runners in scoring positions. Yep, they're uh, 0 for their last 19. We've established that. Yeah. So that's just, you know. Who needs to step up for the Dodgers tomorrow night, Eddie? Um, I'd like to see Will Smith. I was hoping that he'd step up in one of those at-bats and um, deliver as he's done all year. You know, long ball. He's been kind of no-show recently. Since the first game. He delivered in the first game, but uh, the last two have not been great for Will Smith. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Pasadena. Andy, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Andy. Hey, David, thanks for taking my call. Look, uh, I really do feel like the Dodgers are coming into this and have come into this postseason cold against a fired-up opponent who did their thing in New York, got really hot. And, man, with this team, when they lose games, and let's be honest, man, they only have, unfortunately, one at once in this era. So we have, as like great Dodgers fans, seen heartbreaking losses for our club. But it does seem like if there is one sole vice for the Dodgers – in this Dave Roberts era, as you pointed out, it's men left on base in key situations. And that truly points out that this is the only path to the Dodgers undoing. It's themselves. But history, stats aside, about 72% of a 1-1 series, game three winner, whatever, we as a city have witnessed this Dodgers core come back from far, far worse. We as a city... Recently witnessed the L.A. Kings come back down three games to zero. We saw the Lakers win one after a long rest in the bubble, and we have had a rest. This chorus had a rest. And we recently saw the Clippers B-Squad and Paul George take them as far as they've ever seen as a franchise. We just witnessed. Oh, Andy, you just, lost, you just lost us by bringing up the Clippers. You can't bring up the Clippers as a comp to the Dodgers. You just can't. Uh, you lose us. 866-987-2570. Mookie Betts uh, seemed to come to play tonight. He just did not get the results he would like. He singled in his first at-bat. But I could tell you, during batting practice, Mookie had that look on his face that he came to play tonight. And his at-bats uh, definitely suggested that. So that was good to see. Mookie spoke to reporters moments ago in the Dodger clubhouse. Timely hitting, I mean... We're not stringing together uh, a lot of the bats to score runs. We're not hitting them in his form position, um, but they're executing. So um, you know, kind of, we can look at it both ways. You guys did a really good job in those situations all year long. Is it sort of frustrating to see some of those sort of dry up a little bit these last couple of days? Oh, I mean, sure, but it's part of the game, man. You know, it's, it's part of the game. We're going out there, we're giving our best. Um, you know, we're just not doing it right now. Tomorrow's a new day. You've seen that bullpen a lot during the season, but they've really shut you down this uh, this series. With is there anything you can put your finger on there? They all drive nice cars too. You know, we you know they're they're good. So uh, nothing's easy. Mookie, considering the fact that this team, the Dodgers, haven't really been tested, been challenged throughout this entire season, now you're suddenly with backs against the wall, one game from elimination. How do you expect this team to to respond to that? I mean, I'm, tomorrow's a new day. You know, we go and we play and see what happens. You know, there's uh, no expectations. We're just going to go out there and keep playing the same game. We can't do anything different. 
Uh, just when you kind of consider what your at-bats have looked like when there's last game this game, how you feeling? You better feel different for your play? I mean, I feel a little better. Uh, you know, I hit some balls hard today. Um, didn't uh, we got one that we get through, but uh, you know, it's part of it. You know, it's uh, it is what it is. There's, there's nothing nothing more I can do. Was this the best Blake Snow you've seen all season? Uh, Sure. I mean, you know, Blake's he's pitched pitch really, really well multiple, on multiple occasions, not just this year, last year, years previous. You know, I've been facing him for like the last 10 years. So, um, you know, uh, he, he's always pretty good when, uh, when he steps on the mound. All right, there's Mookie Betts. Thanks to Sportsnet LA for bringing the Dodgers right fielder to us. Uh, obviously disappointed with the way things have gone for him in the first three games of this series, but Hopefully the Dodgers' offense can find its rhythm again. There's a lot of hitters in this lineup that just seems to be out of sync. I'm not sure if that's just the Padres pitching. They're having a big say in it, but hard to imagine, despite how many of them tried to warn us or ease our concerns that the five-day layoff would not have an impact. Well, actions speak louder than words. It looks like the layoff has had an impact on some of these hitters because they seem to not have their timing. And that's a problem when you're in a best-of-five series. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Ray in Riverside. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Ray. Dave, what's up, brother? Let's talk some baseball, man. Hey. Did you watch the game tonight, Ray? I did. Hey, listen, I'm going to say this, Dave. You live by the homer, you die by the homer. You don't have 162 games to get hot. You just have the games Mm -hmm. in front of you. And right now... The Padres are going to bring their best. And if we're not trying to link together some hits, we are going to struggle and we are not going to go to the next the next game. We're not going to go to the next game. You can't catch up with those Hey, you're right, Ray. You're right. You're right because uh, the Dodgers, uh, even though they talk about not swinging for the fences, the facts are they win when they hit home runs. And that's just what their offense is built around. And so far, they really haven't had that home run ball with runners on base. They hit three solo home runs in the second game of this series, but nobody on. They need to get runners on base and deliver, not necessarily with a home run. I like the Barnes move. I did. I love the Barnes move in game two. I think they did it because of the fact that he's actually going to hit a line drive. And there's no confidence, Dave. There's no momentum when you are striking out and you just don't look like you're going to get a hit. It's either home run or strikeout. You can't get any momentum. Sorry, Ray, you got cut off there. I apologize. But I'm with you. I understand what you were saying. And when you think about what our previous caller had said about a few different things, including the starting pitching, uh, they have two really good starters, Urias and Kershaw. No doubt about it. But when you start to get deeper into a series, there is going to be a game like this that you had to use a bullpen game and combine Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Heaney. I don't believe you'll see Tony Gonsolin start another postseason game for the Dodgers. I really don't. He just did not have it. He's uh, pitched once, but prior to tonight, uh, since August 23rd, when he only threw 40 pitches in two innings. Uh, That's a lot to ask from a guy to come into the postseason who has only pitched once in or twice in the last seven weeks. That's not uh, that's not something that's easy to do on paper. It may may seem easy, but in reality, it's that's a tall order to ask Gonsolin to come in here tonight 
and uh, pitch against a very good Padres team and expect him to be sharp. I don't care what you saw in the simulated games, um, but there was a game like this that was going to be needed, but I just don't see it happening. I think from here on out, when the Dodgers win game five and move forward, Dustin May or Andrew Heaney is going to be the Dodgers' fourth starter. I just don't see Gonsolin making another start. Now, will he be on the roster? Yeah, probably, but I just don't see him starting another game this postseason. Um, Tomorrow night, you're going to have Tyler Anderson. He's the guy you want on the mound. He's not going to be scared. He's been outstanding for the Dodgers since day one, and then you're probably going to see Dustin May at some point after Anderson. But moving forward, I just don't see Tony Gonsolin making another start for the Dodgers in October. Let's go on to La Puente. Michael, you're on Dodger Talk from Petco Park. Hey, David. How's it going, man? Thank you for taking my call again. Um, the the most disappointing moment for me was to see uh, Trey Turner swinging at uh, Blake Snell's sliders. Right there. I can't remember what inning it was, but, oh, my God, he was taking awful swings at those sliders in the dirt, not even competitive pitches. Um, in a pivotal moment, uh, in the, you know, end up striking out right there on that fastball out the knees. It was just Yeah, that was in the third inning. At all. Yeah. That and, was in the third was... inning, Michael, and I couldn't agree with you more. Blake Snell only had command of his fastball. He threw it 63% of the time in five and a third innings tonight. It was obvious, even to him, he did not have a feel for his slider. So I'm not sure why a fastball hunting team is expecting anything other than a fastball, especially Trey Turner. And if you see a slider, don't swing at it. And that's been kind of the Dodgers' undoing in recent postseasons. They don't seem to adjust in-game. I'm not sure if that's just on the hitters themselves or what's going on. We have not seen them be able to adjust in-game to what the pitcher is doing, his effectiveness with certain pitches, or if he's pitching backwards. But tonight, as a hitter, uh, I know, like, look, I'm all the way up in the press box. I broke my wrist going down a slide. So take this for what it's worth. But... Blake Snell could not throw a slider for a strike tonight. If I'm a Dodger hitter and I see spin, I'm not expecting it to be a strike. What I'm looking for is his fastball because his fastball was the only pitch he could throw for a strike consistently tonight. And by the way, home plate umpire Mark Carlson, he had a bad night too. Almost as bad of a night as the Dodgers had. He did not have a good night tonight. There were a lot of pitches that were called strikes that were outside of the strike zone. There were a lot of strikes called that were uh, an inch off the plate when Gavin Lux was called out on strikes in the seventh inning. That pitch was a foot outside of the strike zone. So home plate umpire Mark Carlson, tough job. He did not have a good night tonight. Let's go out to Long Beach. Zach, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Zach. Hey, Dave. Uh, Thanks for taking the call. Man, postseason baseball at the Dodgers could be frustrating. Uh, situational hitting is just tough right now. I think it's like 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position, or at least it feels like it. Uh, and Trey Turner on both sides of the ball has just been a bummer to watch. He is struggling for what looks like two Octobers in a row. Uh, really bad. Bullpen's great, though. I mean, Vestia, Almonte, Kainley, Heaney, absolute nails. Uh, I actually want Don't forget to Evan Phillips. Play. Don't forget Evan Phillips. Man, that's my closer. If they don't want to make him our closer, I get it. But that is my closer. That guy is freaking nailed. 
Uh, I actually won Angel Dodger tickets this year. We had a tough time getting to me, but you actually answered me on Twitter, and I was never able to properly thank you. So thank you months later for uh, making sure I got those tickets. Tyler Anderson almost threw a no-hitter that night. So you're the best, Dave. Always like listening to you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Glad you got your tickets, and hopefully Tyler Anderson uh, can be as effective as he was that night in Anaheim and or at Dodger Stadium against the Angels, and uh, hopefully he can pitch the Dodgers to an opportunity to score some runs and beat the Padres. Like I said earlier, it's not about getting to the Padres' bullpen. If I'm the Dodgers, I don't want to see the Padres' bullpen uh, when you're down in a game. You, you want to see the Padres' bullpen when you have a lead, and hopefully they can get an early lead against Joe Musgrove because that would change the way Bob Melvin would deploy his relievers. Let's take another call. Dave in Toluca Lake, you're on Dodger Talk live from Petco Park. Hi, Dave. Hey, DV. Did you say the home play ump's name was Mark Carlsberg, like the beer? Uh, was he drinking beer tonight? That was unbelievable. His ah, see what you did there? See that what was, you did there? That was killing me there. But anyway, I want to talk about just the inverse relationship between the contact rate and the chase rate and the whiff rate. It seems like normally, you know, the Dodgers have one of the better rates, but it's almost like it seems like they're tight. They're swinging at pitches they shouldn't be swinging at. And they're looking at pitches they should be teeing off on. Like, they're tight. They're, I don't know if that's uh, hitting coaching or just psychological. I, you know, I don't know what the deal is. Um, yeah, obviously, you've got to give credit to the Padres, right? Machado's playing unbelievable. The guy reminds me of Brooks Robinson down there at the hot corner. I mean, he gets all the credit. I know he's your boy, and he does deserve the credit, as much as I hate to say it. The guy's a hell of a ball player. But as far as... Uh, the Dodgers, I feel very good tomorrow. They're going to come in, and they're going to lay the heavy lumber down there uh, down there in the Gaslamp District and send the Padres home, uh, fans home knowing that they're going to come back to San Diego and, uh, you know, lose another one. So, uh, And the last thing I wanted to say, and I, I don't know, I don't think you're listening to the Fox Sports broadcast, but A.J. Prasinski, I mean, he makes you look unbiased when you're calling the games. I can't believe how much of a homer this guy is. I mean, literally, he played what? Uh, uh, homer uh, for San who? Diego and for the Padres. Homer for who? Unbelievable, Przinsky. Well, that? All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're saying on there. I know Adam Amin, and he's a great guy, and he does a great job. But and I know AJ a little bit, but uh, all I remember about uh, AJ Przinsky, he was a good catcher, but he's famous for the Josh Paul play in the 2003 ALCS. But I feel like national broadcasters can never win because uh, one side thinks they're a homer. Uh, another side thinks they're against their team, so you really can't win when you're on that stage with any fan base. We're going to take a timeout here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda, get his thoughts on what he's seeing with this Dodger offense and what has to happen tomorrow night for the Dodgers to force a Game 5. They fall to the Padres tonight 2-1, to one, and the Padres are one win away from eliminating the Dodgers right here on AM570 LA Sports. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. AM570. Dodger Talk is available on AM570LASports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger Insider, David Vassay. 
Closing minutes of Dodger Talk live from Petco Park in San Diego. The Padres defeat the Dodgers tonight by a final score of 2-1. to one. Snellzilla, the winning pitcher. Tony Gonsolin, the losing pitcher. And Josh Hader with his second save of the series. He closed out game two with a four-out save. Tonight, he closed out the ninth inning against the Dodgers to pick up his second save of the, of the series. For the Padres, they got a home run to lead off the bottom of the fourth inning from Trent Grisham. That proved to be the difference in the game because the Dodger offense was not really heard from, and when they did have opportunities, they did not cash him in. They were 0 for 9 tonight with runners in scoring position and are 0 for their last 19 with runners in scoring position. Tonight at Petco Park, 45,137 was the paid attendance, the largest crowd in Petco Park history. This was the first postseason game at Petco Park since 2006 with fans in the stadium. And this was, uh, this is my 11th season traveling with the Dodgers to every ballpark in America. We come here three times a year the last 11 years and I have never heard it this loud and I have never seen it this pro Padres before they did a great job of uh, following through on their ticket restrictions for counties around San Diego and there was if there were Dodger fans they were not heard from this was all Padres tonight and they certainly supported the hometown team to a two to one win in game three the NLDS Hey, a special thank you to Dodger fans who entered the Daniels Jewelers home run forecast all season long, and congratulations to those who won a $50 gift card. Celebrate this season by visiting any location and say home run for a team bracelet. Daniels Jewelers, making diamond dreams come true since 1948. Let's check in now with our guy, Jose Moda. And Jose, the Dodger pitching has been good. The Dodger offense the last two games has not been good enough. What did you see tonight as far as why they couldn't capitalize in situations where runners were on base? I'm just, I'm not seeing, Dave, that fluid swing uh, that your previous caller was talking about. And he's right. Uh, I see some swings a little bit uptight. Uh, there's no doubt that the first thing you got to do is admit that you lose some of your timing when you lay off for five days, and that's what's happening. Let me just give you some numbers here I found quickly. Freddie Freeman saw 12 pitches today, 11 fastballs. Will Smith, 19 pitches, 13 fastballs. Now get this one. Justin Turner, 18 pitches, 14 fastballs. So it's not just missing breaking balls. It's missing pitches that you should hit, and now the powders get a hold of that and say, hey, why should we be wasting pitches out of the zone when we go out there and attack in the zone with fastballs and they're not going to get to it? Of course, this has a lot to do also with the way that, the, as you mentioned, Snellzilla was pitching, not from that breaking ball. But you know what? They're not shying away from the zone at all. They're not. And, I, you know, I heard Dave Roberts, and I've said this a couple of times, say that you want to get Musgrove out of the game tomorrow night and get to that Padre bullpen. Don't the Dodgers no. want to jump all over Joe Musgrove and uh, stay That's, away from that Padre bullpen? Dave, the way things are going, yes, I agree 100% with you. I think managers kind of get in that thought, that mood of, hey, if we get the pitch count up, that means that we're going to score a lot of runs and get him out of there. No, no, no. You have to go out there and beat Joe Musgrove. You have to go out there and allow your pitcher to work with the lead and get the crowd out of it. I mean, the crowd plays a huge part. You talk to any player, 
in any postseason, but you have to get to Joe Musgrove. Musgrove knows that he's got so many negative numbers against the Dodgers. He's never beaten the Dodgers before. That doesn't matter anymore. It, it, it has nothing to do with tomorrow. This guy threw the ball in New York while he had not in, in a couple of months. And go out there and just don't sit on one pitch. Just because you saw a lot of fastballs today, don't sit on that tomorrow because he's got another level in him. But you got to go out there and have more competitive at-bats and try a little less. Sometimes that is the best formula. Now, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Dodgers and not give the Padres the credit they deserve, but the Dodgers have not played well these last two games, and yet they were still in it to the final out. I mean, the Padres opened the door for the Dodgers at various points in the game tonight. Is that something that's encouraging going into tomorrow night? The most encouraging thing is the fact that uh, they were in it. They were one base runner away. I mean, um, they're one guy in contact away from, from being in that game and, and, be, and winning that game. So when you're looking for situations like this and you look at the positives, they're one bloop away, a couple of bloops away from just going out there and playing the game offensively that they played throughout the whole season. But it starts with the simplicity of being able to just put yourself sometimes early in counts in two strike positions just to, so you shorten things up a little bit more. It's not about more extra hitting. It's not about more flips. None of that matters right now. It's about competing and making sure that with your pitch, that you crushed pretty much throughout the season. You trust yourself now that you see enough pitches through you know, three games to know that the timing is going to be back, and the more pitches you see, the better off you are. So in your mind, you got to tell yourself, well, if my timing was off, now with three games under my belt, I should be well enough to go out there and perform. Jose, I thought the Padres uh, may have made a crucial mistake in the second inning when Jerkson Profar uh, failed to lay down a bunt, and he was bunting on his own, which was a big question mark in its own when there were runners at first and third with one out. At that point in time, I thought, uh-oh, here we go, the old Padres making bonehead mistakes. Uh, did you feel like that was a crack that maybe the Dodgers missed taking advantage of the very next inning? I think so. You know, during that play, I was actually uh, sitting down with the umpire Phil Cousy here in, in New Jersey, and we looked at that play and where the ball hit. And my first thought was, well, he's trying to create something where there's not, and you got to go out there and just say, hey, we feel like we can beat the Dodgers by just swinging the bat. And in that case, uh, with Profart, certainly a, a sign of almost desperation and a break, as you mentioned. So those things that happen like that, especially early in games, with the magnitude of games like this, you have to be able to just put a stop to it and understand yourself that if they're trying to do that, that early in the game, that means that perhaps there's not so much trust in their offense the way we think there is. And, yeah, go out there and just uh, make sure you put a stop to that and, and put your foot down and say now is our turn to go out there and get it done. All right, Jose Mota, before I let you go, final thing. Do we see Trey Turner in the starting lineup tomorrow night? Do you believe his his index finger prevents him from playing tomorrow? Oh, man, that's a tough one. With a long throw from shortstop, um, just knowing how important this game is, I know he's going to make every effort to go out there and play. And I would say that um, if there's – no swelling. If he, at least if he can throw the baseball, he will play. So it's a tough one for me, Dave, because I've been there before, and sometimes you're throwing as well, but you can't handle the bat well. But uh, it's one of those times, too, where you think, well, uh, there's no tomorrow. I've got to go out there. If I'm not hurting the team, in not so much in the hitting part, but in the way I can throw a baseball and a relay throw, I'm going to be out there. So I expect him to be out there. Okay, Jose, thanks a lot. We'll check in with you tomorrow night, hopefully after a Dodger win. 
Yes, back to the ravine. All right, back to the ravine. I guarantee it. I'm guaranteeing a Dodger win in game five. There he goes, Jose Moda, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Tyler Anderson on the mound for the Dodgers going up against Joe Musgrove. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 530 with first pitch at 637. That'll do it for us tonight on Dodger Talk. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Jake Warner out here at Petco Park in San Diego. And thanks to everybody that called in tonight. If I couldn't get to you, I'm sorry. Call back tomorrow night. We'll try to fit you in. In case you missed any of the show, you could podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Once again, the final score tonight, the Padres win game three, the NLDS, two to one. Have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Put down the top. Crank up the beach boys, man.